Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to Relationship Fridays. When people leave, um, in Relationship Fridays, I'll be talking about all kinds of relationships and talking about personal stories as well. So, Relationship Fridays is in conjunction with a vlog I, I will be posting very soon called Relationships SOS, which is about all relationships, about how divorce, marriage, breakups, dating, parenting, all sorts of relationships. Okay, so this is in conjunction with that. Fridays is about the conversation, the personal experiences and recognise and understanding why we do what we do. My name is Desiree Shaw. I'm a psychotherapist. I practice at the Priory. I specialise in REBT, CBT, and um, I'm on a mission to make therapy accessible and change the world one thought at a time, because I think it needs changing. If you want to learn more about me, you can visit my website, www.desireeshaw.com, or... You can go and find me on Facebook or Instagram, which is Desiree Shaw Official. So, Relationship Fridays, when people leave. Relationships are so difficult to gauge. We're not taught how to be in them. We know no way about dealing with them. When we think we know a person, they suddenly do something that you simply just never thought they would the pain, the hurt and the anguish that goes into the realisation of a sudden change when a close one decides to just walk out of your life, leave in with no explanation, no clue, no idea that they've gone. You hear those stories about, oh, he just went to get milk, <laughs> never came back. You know, people just leave, no explanation. You don't know why. There was no reason because there was no communication um, that's not a healthy way to do things. We we forge our understanding of relationships in the playground growing up. And we work out how to be friends with a particular group of people. We, um, we, we try to follow the status quo of whatever is happening in the playground. I was never good at that. We notice how it usually happens with the girls that they um they suddenly form cliques and start groups and hate campaigns against each other. I used to have I used to be the brunt of so many exclusions, trying so hard to be accepted and not rejected was so difficult for me. I would spend a lot of my childhood wondering, why isn't she talking to me anymore? I couldn't understand it. And I'd bend over backwards and then they would start talking to me. And, you know, sometimes they would say to me, oh, we just did it because we just enjoyed how you looked. I remember one kid said, we don't even know why we stopped talking to you. And I would be so confused. It was really, really hurtful. You know, when somebody gets singled out and that person, I'm so used to it that I thought this was normal. You know, um, being, it's, when you feel that you're being tarnished, you're tarnished because you're being singled out, like something is wrong with you. And um, you, this does a lot to you emotionally. It's a lot of mental, emotional abuse. Because without so much as a warning or an understanding as to why, people suddenly just stop. And you don't know. There was no warning. You don't even, you have no idea. 
these things are hurtful and confusing and can wreak so much havoc on your self-esteem. And it can do. Because when people leave, I mean, what do we do? How do we get past it? You know, go see a therapist. But um, it's not it's not a nice way to feel. So um, we struggle. We struggle with it on our own. And we try as we might to get past it. And some of us start creating more destructive, worrying um, behaviours and connections because we're trying to compensate for what had happened. We Sometimes we think it is us. Sometimes it's because of the connections that we are cre- are connecting with. The people we're connecting with aren't actually the people we should be connecting with because we're seeking acceptance and approval. And due to that alone, we're in a very negative place. So I'm going to do something. Tell you a story. I can most definitely relate to. Um, I have so many stories. Gosh, sometimes I was thinking about how do you tell your story? You know, you have these life coaches, these people who tell you their story. They got this. They got one story. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> one story. They got this one story that they repeat, and um, I don't just have one, <laughs> which is why I've never really told a story because the blanket story is too much, and I have a story for each situation. I- I've I've seen a lot, so um, I'm going to tell you a story, and um, on how you know why I'm so truly grateful for um every single story that I have, but um, why I'm particularly grateful for this story. Firstly, let me explain that hurt does not respect a person. It happens to all of us. All of us, okay? It doesn't just happen to any one person. So you will get hurt. And it will pass, is how you deal with it. But through the hurt, as a cliche as this may sound, there is always a lining. It might not be silver, but it will hold wisdom, direction and compassion if you decide to weave it and fashion it. So the point I'm making here is when people say after every problem, there's a silver lining that you create. Okay, don't expect the lining to just be there. You have to do the work. And the rewards do pay off. Trust me. Okay, so I've had my fair share of friendships. But one in particular I thought was rock solid. Shocked the hell out of me. Happened in 2017. My best friend was my cousin. We were very close. I thought we were. Shared everything. Spoke to almost every day. Uh, I had been married a short time. And during that time... We had, um, we had unfortunately suffered a few atopic pregnancies, which could have been, they're quite, they can be fatal. And um, due to that, I was going through the process of IVF. And I embarked on this and my best friend, my cousin, was the only other person that knew besides my husband. We were very close. We supported each other. And this was a big deal. And um, she had other things happening, and I had other things happening. I always knew I could rely on her, so I thought. Well, some other difficult things had happened. There other personal things happened. There was a death. There was all kinds of crazy turbulence. And it caused more strain. 
and pressure on the procedure, but it didn't. wasn't the procedure, it wasn't the fault of the procedure, because need, needless to say, the IVF failed. And during that time, when it did fail, my best friend was nowhere. In fact, she had totally disappeared, removed me from everything. And at that same time, it was so difficult, and I suddenly had to move, and things were very hard. And she was in conjunction with the reason why I had to move as well. And it was just really strange. And I had to do so much in a short space of time because the IVF failed. And it was like the week later, I had to move. And it was hard. And I couldn't get hold of her. I couldn't speak with her. She wasn't, I couldn't call her. She wasn't taking any calls. I, it was just so strange. I I didn't know what had happened. And, but I was certain that, I would hear from her because we had an open friendship. I didn't I didn't think anything else. I, I really thought I would hear from her eventually. And I felt so alone. Yes, I had my husband, but my best friend, she was usually there with words of love and wisdom and support. But this time she was nowhere. We would call ourselves the um, sister-cousin best friends. And um, I didn't have her and I didn't have an explanation. And I had to pack up. I had to find a new place to live. Um, without talking to her, it was so hard. I couldn't share anything. And this happened in the space of like like a week, maybe maybe two. It was really, really sudden when she just disappeared. And I felt so low that I needed something. I needed, I needed a silver lining. So um, in the middle of packing and having my IVF failed and having to go to the hospital and they wanted to do counselling and I just couldn't deal with that and having to also go to work. <laughs> I was running my own my own business at the time. I've always been running my own business at the time and so I had to keep that flowing. Um, it was just really, it was probably one of the worst times in my life next to the time when my dad had died. And... Um, next to the time that I had to bury a child. It was just really, really tough. I've had a lot of painful things happen, so, um... And I also knew how to get up. So, um, I... When all this was happening, I decided to look for something to create my own silver lining. And, um, one of the things... I knew I could do really well was um, build in my career. And I had just, I was coming up to the end of um, of um, my course that I was on, which was fantastic, IBT at the Co College of Cognitive Behaviour Therapy. So I decided to um, look for another job. <laughs> I didn't need one. I was comfortable in my current contracting position at the time, but I wanted a positive focus. So, I decided to apply for the Priory. This was a dream of mine. I always wanted... I actually wrote this down. I would have these um, mood books, these life planning goal books. And this was one of them. I wanted to work a few days a week in a clinic like the Priory. Uh, and I, you know, I often mused about working there. Thought about it. And I thought, what is the worst that can happen, you know? I can apply. And in all of this horrible stuff that's happening... I don't get it. It's okay. I'm not expecting to get the job. I just and I wasn't. I wasn't expecting to. I just knew I needed to shift my focus and be more focused on myself. 
and stop worrying about why my best friend wasn't there in a time which was also difficult for her, was difficult for me as well, and I didn't understand. It made no sense. I thought she was solid. Things changed drastically, and unsurprisingly, for the better. I had no idea what was what I was in store for after making that application in that troubled time. One, I moved, and uh, I, I've moved, I've lived in loads of places, and I moved to a really lovely neighbourhood. I mean, it's like a drawing, it's like a picture where I live, it's just ridiculously nice. Huge garden, great location for connections, and some really beautiful neighbours. I love my neighbours so much, and I've never loved my neighbours, <laughs> I love my neighbours. I couldn't believe what had happened. And then I was called in for an interview with the primary and I got the position. It was mind-blowing. I didn't know what was happening. Here I was in a massive change in my life. My relationships had completely changed. I was confused about a lot of things. The one person I used to share things with all the time was no longer there, but yet... I started to flourish. I went from being completely desolate to uh, absolutely elated. My career was on the map and I was flourishing. My friendships had changed. I had forged new friendships and some were, you know, some of the world's finest people because they're not just here in the UK. They're across the waters as well. Priory staff became family they didn't they weren't just friends they were important I, I I didn't see it coming I didn't see I didn't see it coming I didn't see that friend those friendships being built I didn't try it was it was very confusing for me but yet it was really loving the friendships they they demonstrated their love and their focus and support and I created more defined connections some old friendships deepened out of all of the mess of 2017, you know, that, all of that pain, it became a distant memory. In fact, it now feels like it happened to someone else. I can look back and remember the recall, the pain, but it doesn't feel like I'm reliving it and it doesn't feel like it's now and I can recognise it for what it is without feeling that it was personal. Because nothing is ever personal. It's always about the other person. Even when you've been hurt, it was not personal. Even if that person decided that it was about you, it's about them. I still never heard from my sister cousin again, best friend. In fact, I had more disappointments on the family front. (laughs) But the more distant I became from old relationships that I thought I needed... The more I created new, improved, loving and open ones, I was not at a loss. In fact, I was gaining. I was gaining so much. I was not sure how I was going to um, cope in 2017 when my then best friend, cousin, sister that I called her walked away from me 
with not as much as a note, a pause, or, or anything about our friendship. Like, it meant nothing. This was years. I was even more confused when she forged a friendship with another family member who we both had aversions to. That happens, isn't it? You know, <laughs> it's telling when somebody decides to move into a new friendship with somebody else that you both had some kind of aversion to. And you start hearing little things think, oh, wow, this is amazing. I was so confused, but I was not at a loss. I had gained so much. In fact, I was in Gainesville. <laughs> I was living in Gainesville. Sometimes we feel we've gone to Lost City. And actually, I was in Gainesville. I'd gained so sometimes so much. The people that you think will be there for you will suddenly walk away. And that is perfectly okay. We're not taught this in any class. It will hurt. And that is absolutely natural. And fine. And perfect in every single way. I found that slowing the process... You know, sorry, <laughs> slow in the process. I've actually written this down. <laughs> I meant allowing the process and weaving my own silver lining provided fruitful, not just with relationships, but opportunity, finances and career. And even how I saw things. I gained so much from that exit. And I never would have thought that I would have. I actually believed I needed that person. So interesting. Sometimes when people leave and we focus on the absence. The absence of them not being there anymore. But what about the space they awarded you? (laughs) Because when somebody leaves, they award you space. To deal with you on a one-on-one and build your own direction. They award you space for you to be with you. When she left, I gained so much. I carved out my own calling and I created my own abundance of love and support around me. One of which I never ever had in my life. I never thought I would feel as comfortable, as confident, as secure, as relaxed as I do now. And I didn't think I would feel that with all those messy changes. Letting go is not losing, okay? Sometimes people say letting go and you think, but I've lost something, I can't let go. All too much. I can't let go. I can't. I can't. Letting go is not losing. Letting go is winning a new opportunity, a new reason forward. People will leave you. They will. But the one person that will always remain will be you. And you are so amazing. You can do anything. You really, really can. 
once you allow yourself, you open up and you allow yourself to see and be and do. When the wrong people leave your life, the right things start to happen. When I wrote this, um, I this was the first time I'm actually being open about something very personal to me. I don't normally do that. But um, I think it was very important to do this on Relationship Fridays because relationships play such a big part in our lives. And the only way we can learn from them really is from personal experiences and from being open and honest about how we actually feel. And being open and honest about this particular situation has supported me and given me so much grounding and focus forward I never, ever thought I had. It was so warming and friendly and loving to be able to do this, even as much as it, it is painful experience, it did hurt. But it is also releasing. My point to you is, if you've ever lost anyone, you feel that somebody has left and you had no explanation... I hope this gives you some comfort that bad things do happen sometimes <laughs> and good things follow. People say to me sometimes, how are you so happy? How do you wake up smiling? You know, nothing bad ever happens. I can trust me. I can tell you some scary stories. But my purpose isn't to relive those moments nor push them down or forget them. It's to recognise how I got through that tunnel. And to recognise that I'm still standing on my own two feet right now. Pain is for everyone and we will feel it. It's how you tolerate the discomfort and support yourself to move forward. That's what counts. People leave you. And that's fine. Thank you so much for listening. If you have been... If this has moved you in any way or you want to have a conversation or you think, oh my God, I'm experiencing some, some tetchy relationships at the moment, you can contact me via my website. It's DesireeShaw.com or on any of the social medias. The idea is to build a new connection and to make a way forward. Amazing stories happen every day. You've just got to be prepared to make those changes for yourself and recognise that loss does not mean deficit. Loss does not mean you're damaged. Loss does not mean you've been rejected. It gives, it gives you some space for you and, create an, and for you to create another opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. My name is Desiree Shaw. I vlog on a Monday, The Tortured Superhero. I also have a new vlog coming out called Relationship SOS. I do spells of vlogs on... Facebook, you can find me Desiree Shaw Official. I am a psychotherapist and I practice at the Priory and privately and I really really love what I do because I think all we need is to be understood and recognise how we're feeling in order to make healthier choices. Thank you so much for listening. I appreciate your ears this morning. Don't forget to share, like, Come and find me, because I'm on a mission to change the world one thought at a time. And um, it can be done. I need your help. Bye for now. My name is Desiree Shaw. Thank you.